Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. The Word of God which engages us this day is really the first two lessons on our Pentecost celebration this day. That's far the text. Dear friends in Christ, have you ever had the experience where you were on the receiving end of something and you thought to yourself, that's just what I needed? Perhaps it was a phone call or a visit from a friend on a day when you were feeling kind of down. Perhaps, as we said in the children's sermon, it was a glass of ice water after you had been outside in the heat for a long time. Or perhaps you had the opportunity to take a nap when you were really exhausted and you woke up refreshed and thought, that's exactly what I needed. Well, today, on this day of Pentecost, we're going to be focusing on the Holy Spirit appropriately and see how the Holy Spirit is just what was needed, both for Moses and for the Old Testament people in our first lesson, for the disciples and the early church of God in our second lesson, and of course for us here and now today. First, the Holy Spirit was just what was needed for Moses and the people of God in our Old Testament lesson for today. Leading God's people was a daunting and sometimes overwhelming task. As is the case with any group of people that big, there were conflicts between people and groups of people. There were others of them that had an idealized remembrance of their time back in Egypt, and even were talking that they wanted to go back to Egypt. And there were even other people who were accusing Moses and God of leading them out into the wilderness in order to kill them. Things would get so bad that Moses would eventually even ask God to take his life instead of allowing him to continue leading this rebellious, complaining group of people. But in our Old Testament lesson for today, the Holy Spirit provided just what was needed for Moses and those people. God instructed Moses to gather 70 men together and to bring them to the tent of meeting. And there at that tent of meeting, as we read in the Old Testament lesson, some of the Holy Spirit went from Moses and went into these 70 men and they began to prophesy in front of the entire camp. What was happening there other than the fact that the Holy Spirit was validating these 70 men as being men of God, as being spiritual leaders, as being people that they could follow, and the result was a lightening of the load for Moses. It was just what Moses and the people of God needed at that point. The same is true in our second lesson for today. The Holy Spirit was just what the disciples and the early church needed at that point in time. You know, 10 days before our second lesson takes place, right when Christ is going to ascend into heaven, it seems like the disciples just really didn't have a real clear and complete picture of Jesus' mission. They walk out with Jesus and they ask him the question in Acts chapter 1, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom to Israel? In other words, Lord, is this the time when you're going to set up your earthly kingdom and reign here? Is this the time when you're going to return us to the glory days 
like we knew when David and Solomon would rule, they had a problem. Even though Christ had been with them for 40 days, had been instructing them off and on, it seems like they still didn't fully and completely get it. The Holy Spirit was just what they needed and brought just what they needed. Understanding, clarity. You can hear it in the sermon that Peter gave on Pentecost. He reminded them and proclaimed to them that Jesus was in fact the Messiah, the long-awaited Savior, that in Jesus there is forgiveness of sin and salvation, and in him alone, and that it was always God's plan to have Jesus put to death and rise again on the third day and defeat death and the grave. The Holy Spirit was just what the disciples needed to bring them clarity as to who Jesus was and exactly what he did. And the Holy Spirit was just what that early church needed as well. As we read in that second lesson, the disciples were gathered together, and all of a sudden there was this sound of a rushing wind. And then there was what appeared to be flames of fire. It doesn't say exactly where they were uh, uh, in relation to the disciples, on their shoulder, on their head, we really don't know. But then the disciples began telling and proclaiming the deeds of God in many different languages of that day, in the languages of all the nations represented in the book of Acts in our lesson. What was that? But again, a validation by the Holy Spirit of those disciples and of their message so that everyone who heard that message would know that they should be believed. And this message came from God himself. But it was also just what that church needed as well. For what was it other than a clear demonstration that God's offer of forgiveness of sin and everlasting life was for all people? It was proclaimed in all of those different languages. What a demonstration that God wants his mercy his love, his grace, and his forgiveness proclaimed to all people. Right before Jesus ascended, he said to his disciples, go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And just stop and consider for a moment the impact of those 3,000 people who came to faith in Jesus Christ on that Pentecost and were baptized, think of the impact as they went back home to all of those countries and all of those territories that are mentioned here in our lesson for today, and you would think couldn't help but tell other people what they had experienced in Jerusalem telling them not only what had happened in terms of the wind and the fire and the languages, but about the Savior, the Messiah, Jesus Christ. The Holy Spirit was just what those disciples and that early church needed. But the Holy Spirit is just what we need as well. To put it very bluntly to you, if it were not for the Holy Spirit, we would not be Christians. 
If it were not for the Holy Spirit, we could not receive and believe in Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of all of our sin. In 1 Corinthians chapter 2, Paul writes that the natural man, in other words, we by our very nature, does not receive the things of the Spirit. They are foolishness to him, that he cannot comprehend them because they are spiritually discerned. Martin Luther put it a different way when he was explaining the third article of the Apostles' Creed that deals with the Holy Spirit. He wrote, I believe that I cannot, by my own reason or strength, believe in Jesus Christ my Lord or come to him. We simply can't do it on our own without the Holy Spirit. But thankfully, Luther went on to express the other side of the truth concerning the Holy Spirit. When he went on to write, but the Holy Spirit has called me by the gospel, enlightened me with his gifts, sanctified and kept me in this one true faith. It's the Holy Spirit that gives to us the gift of faith. And faith is like an outstretched hand into which God puts all of his blessings. For most of us, I'm sure that probably happened at a time when we could not even remember, when our parents brought us to the baptismal font, and there we received what's called in Scripture the washing of regeneration and renewal in the Holy Spirit. And there at that moment in time, God through water and word washed away all of our sin and made us heirs of everlasting life. Just stop and think about it though. If it weren't for the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives, everything that Christ did for us on the cross and the empty tomb would be of no benefit because we could not believe it and as a result could not receive those blessings. The Holy Spirit and his work in our lives is just what we needed. And it's that same Holy Spirit that continues to work in our lives, continues to strengthen us in that baptismal faith, continues to help us understand God's will for us as we live day to day in this life, and helps to keep us in that faith. It is not easy to remain in the Christian faith. Unfortunately, we see those who choose to turn their back on God, the devil, the world around us, and that old sinful nature that we still carry around with us all kind of conspire against us to separate us from our God. But God does not leave us alone in this battle. He is there right by our side in the person of the Holy Spirit, strengthening our faith as he works through the word of God in order to keep us in this one true faith. And it is the Holy Spirit who provides just what we need in this life as he continues to mold and shape and form us now as Christians to live lives that are pleasing in the sight of God to the extent that we can, being guided by the Holy Spirit. In Galatians chapter 5, Paul lists a great number of qualities called fruit of the Spirit that the Holy Spirit produces in us. Just listen to this list and think how you may see these things present in your life. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, 
faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. All of these things produced on a daily basis and in a growing way by the Holy Spirit working in our lives. Just what we needed. And finally, the Holy Spirit is also just what we need when it comes to our life of prayer. There are those times in life where situations are so complex and so complicated that we don't even know what to pray for. Have you ever been in a situation like that? And we simply say, Lord, I'm placing this into your hands. You know what is best. Your will be done. Or there are those times in life where we simply neglect to pray when we really should. What a comfort to know that the Holy Spirit provides just what we need. In Romans chapter 8, Paul tells us that the Holy Spirit is there interceding for us before the Father. Paul writes that likewise the Spirit helps us in our weakness, for we do not know how to pray as we ought, but the Holy Spirit intercedes for us with sighs or groanings too deep for words. And then Paul goes on to say that the Holy Spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. What a comfort to know that 24 hours a day, seven days a week, the Holy Spirit is there before the Father interceding for you, knowing your needs and placing them before the Father. Just what we needed. Some of you who are a little older may remember the comedian Rodney Dangerfield, right? Rodney Dangerfield had a famous line in his stand-up comedy routine where he said, I don't get any respect, right. And then one after another, he would rattle off joke after joke after joke as examples of how he doesn't get any respect. Well, today on the day of Pentecost, we are focusing on the Holy Spirit. Of the three persons of the Trinity, the Holy Spirit is probably the one that doesn't get as much respect or focus or thanks for all he has done and continues to do for us. He calls us to faith in the first place. He strengthens that faith as we live day to day. He produces the fruit of the Spirit in our lives, and he constantly intercedes for us before the Father. Today we give thanks and praise to God for the Holy Spirit, just what we needed. Amen. And now may the peace of God that passes all understanding guard our hearts and our minds in this one true faith unto life everlasting. Amen.